Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashford? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to the season finale of season three of Unpacking Brisbane. I'm here with Henry. Hello. B-roll, Brits. B-roll? Yeah. It's all it's all B-roll from me. You don't get no A-roll. It's all fucking useless. <laughs> B-roll's not useless. B-roll? It's good for the DVD extras. Yeah, okay. It's not useless, but it's not. And B-sides are often better than A-sides. Name one. Um. Oh, <laughs> heaps. I think the last album I Name listened one. to. You know, oh, albums. Mm. B sides is records is for singles, not albums. Right. In that sense of the word. When I was a single, mate, it was all A sides for me. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. As in, move aside. This guy's going to bed <laughs> alone. <laughs> move aside, ladies. You're not interested. I promise you. No, but what a super exciting season finale. We're standing at the precipice of Henry. You've done quite a bit of duck, 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 ducking in your... <laughs> hmm? Did you hear that? No. It sounded like there was a ghost of me that said hiking at the same time. I, uh, it's an audio thing. People will hear it at home. Okay. Anyway, you've done a lot of hiking in your time. I have. How do you feel when you're about to embark on, you know, like a difficult peak or a treacherous track? Bit like this. I've, I haven't. Um, I haven't done a lot of hiking, so no, it's, I'm, I'm guessing it's an incredibly good question, Joe. Thank you for asking it. Oh, you just you pack your water. Make sure you've got okay. some scroggin. I think okay. scroggin's important. It's a bush with chocolate. Walkers. Bit of chocolate. Bit of yeah, nut. Good. Bit of you get a bit of. I would put gummy bears in ours. Oh, it was tr- really. Yeah. Oh, that's a real scroggin for kids. No, I had the only. It's, sweet- it's not. Kids do not need... It sounds like a childish scrog. No, it's very... Well, they it with your kids' meal. Pistachios and dried apricots in there as well. It was... Adults can like gummy bears lots. Name five. Five <laughs> <No>, adults. <laughs> like Mark, John, Luke, <laughs> Matthew. All of the disciples would have loved a now, gummy bear. Now, this will be coming out on not a good Friday, yeah. but a great Friday. Yeah, great Friday. Well, will it be a great Friday? Guys, we should... We will mention this and we'll talk a little bit, but... Mm. It, all, it always does seem to be whether it's the start of a season kicking off or getting back into it. In yeah. I think last season we were either, I think we were kicking off the beginning of season three in some sort of lockdown, were we? Or It just does always seem that any momentous episode... It was us coming back from the mid-season break over Christmas. Yeah, right. Because it was early January was the last lockdown we were plunged into. Yeah. Yep, Brisbane's in lockdown. We're recording this in lockdown. It's so convenient that we live together at the Caxton Street Studios for the production of this show. Not breaking any rules here. For anyone who thought that maybe, you know, we'd work a little bit harder now that we have more time at home to record. No. Now, our team of seven producers are all working from home. (laughs) They're all, and they're, you know, they're Skyping in. And they're pretty cautious about Sunnybank too, which we should say, we'll talk about lockdown, but just to be clear, we are doing Sunnybank this week, an amazing suburb. I think that's why Joe was asking me about yeah, hiking just and quickly getting back to the hiking thing. I think a difficult clip. Because this it's it's an interesting episode. It's one we've wanted to do since day dot that yeah. many people have cautioned against. Now it's a it is a funny thing. And of course, big, big Asian population in Sunnybank that yep. we're gonna be talking about today. But it's very funny how many people have said to us and they'll say, You guys doing Sunnybank? 
and we'll say, yeah, 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 we're doing Sunnybank. We'll do it eventually. And then they'll go, oh, yeah, geez, that's going to be a pretty racist episode, isn't it? It's just going to be real racist. Mm. You can't really talk about Sunnybank without being yeah. racist. And I'm like, I'm sure we can, but you've just revealed you can't. Yeah. It's it's a real kind of litmus like, test on the list. I resist being racist like, when I talk about Sunnybank. What do you mean resist? <laughs> sorry, I can... <laughs> No bone of me wants to be racist, and so I shan't. Well, we, we will talk about race. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, we're going to talk about yeah. race. <laughs> that's the new... Are we? This is the new name of the podcast. I was going to do a, a race-blind episode of Sunny Pack. Were you, mate? <laughs> Just read out honest facts and figures. Um, yeah. About oh, no, by races, I mean we're going to talk about <laughs> horse racing all day long. And the race... That I made in my car in 2017 to find Brisbane's best pork bun, which we will talk about. It unsurprisingly, it's in Sunnybank. But we it's will. Delicious. We will get to that. So, um, but yeah, but so back think, to lockdown. Yeah. This is all over the shop. You've got hiking all over the shop, but yeah, bloody lockdown. So yeah, kicking the teeth. This one, because I, f- I think I speak for Brisbane. We're fuck. I'm done with this. It yeah. is. I mean, we get it. That's not to say that it wasn't. The right decision based on the health device, yeah. but now, now I'll say me, it's I, lost its charm. There's I no house it, parties. I think it was completely necessary, and I think we've gotten really complacent. And I think part, we have gotten complacent. Part of the reaction to this is we thought, I think, quite honestly, what COVID. Hmm, we thought we were out of the woods. I mean, to to make it about us, which people do throughout this pandemic, the lefties gig the other night, which was a great hit, but. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Hardly any social distancing. I forgot, even when Anastasia Palaszczuk was like, no, no, I think social. I feel like I've started to realise that people have started shaking hands again. I was like, oh, fucking no, shaking hands. Shake hands. I press so much flesh. A hug. Yeah. I kiss cheeks you, of babies yeah, who come to our gigs. 100%. But it's good you should mention that, Henry, because thanks to everyone Pakistani who came to our lefty yep. show, it was uh, one of the most fun nights of my life. It was such a blast. Um, and midway through... One of the early songs, Henry asked who was there because of the podcast Unpacking Brisbane and there was a big roar, which we've used as a stick to batter the rest of the band. Yes. Saying things like, Nelson, you're only here because of me. Now, annoyingly, Nelson uh, does host uh, You're Wrong About. So he <laughs> he also he has a pretty successful podcast to bring in. Hamish is obviously a host of Come Town. Yeah. Uh, feel free to hold it, hold that against yeah. him as you will. And then they have their own podcast called Come You're Wrong About. Yeah. Where it talks about <laughs> come that... People have historically made some mistakes regarding. That's true. It's fascinating. Um, but yeah, thanks for everyone for coming, and thank you as well to the um, the the nurses division of the PA hospital who had their their night out. It was a staff yeah. night. They all came out <laughs> to the lefties. Really, really good at the and the PA hospital. They work hard, so it is good just yeah. to get down. Um, and for everyone who thought, you know, yes, it was a bit silly that we had a stripper to start the show, God, but he's also he a trainee. Okay, he's also a He was good. He was lovely, could I just say. So did, the you fact see, that did you see when he just spat at everyone? Which was oh, cute. So cute. Let's do the sprinkler. Yeah. And it Lefties, went to serious distance. And it wasn't and it wasn't a super spreader in it was a super spreader of fun. Super spreader of good times. Hell yeah. Christmas cheer. Christmas cheer was <laughs> even going a bit early. Christmas cheer was People all like, oh, I can't believe they're already selling Easter eggs in February. I'm uh-huh. like, mate, I'm spreading Christmas cheer in March. I've already had my first dosage Watch of Christmas me. cheer and I'm waiting a month to get my second dosage of Christmas cheer. But apparently if the Grinch were to attack me now, I'm not fully immune to his stealing charms. Anyway. Um, so true. The Mangroves have another gig that we should talk about as well. Yeah. Buy some tickets for it. We'd love to sell it out. We need to sell it out. 
So get involved in that. It's gonna be it's gonna be huge. It's all, I mean it's coming up on half sold already, and it's not till May twenty one, which is ages away. So you, you like get on it now because I don't think you don't want to be waiting until May to get these. And I know it's Easter, but that gives you an advantage. That gives you a way to everyone else is going to be focused on like yeah. oh, eggs and shit. But and I mean tomorrow when this comes out, we'll know whether we are going away for Easter. Mm. Hopefully. We all do get to go on our Stradbroke camping trips that we've planned with our school friends. Uh, but seems seems pretty no, pretty well, much like a you. Everyone, thing. no, everyone's everyone's invited. You, you, I consider everyone a well, school friend. I mean, I'm friend. not invited. Well, you're a school friend. I think of them as separate. It's a friend who has been to school. It doesn't have necessarily be mine. That's how I classify things. But not everyone's camping on Straddy. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what Anastasia allows. Oh, I'm not camping on Straddy, for example. Everyone but you is coming. <laughs> and I've been kidding. It was in the press release from Jeanette Young today. Everyone but you is coming straight. And that's why she wants to get this under control. Oh, okay. Because everyone's booked a spot on the ferry. Yeah. Except me. She's already got Fun. an air mattress sorted from her auntie. And oh, Jeanette's Young's on. like, well, I'm not going to drive this back to Ormiston. Yeah. That's how it's working. So just good on her. Good on you, Jeanette. Yeah. Um, um, yeah look, now, we've also noted with West Room tickets, yeah. there's a bit of a competition running. Yeah. There's no prize at all, but it's just pride. I've been keeping a look on the stats of the suburbs that have had the most tickets purchased. Love that they have this function. Incredible. And there's probably about oh, 100 tickets left to sell. So, you know, we've done, uh, we sold the overwhelming majority. Biggest venue we've ever played by yeah, far. Big know, venue. You, you it's, might, it's, unlike lefties, you might not have heard of the West Room. Yeah, but it's West very Room, new. it's above Archive in West End and its capacity, I think, is over 300. Mm. So we, you know... If you missed out on lefties, if you loved lefties, if you want to come back, then there will likely be a ticket for you. But of the hundred or so we've got left to sell, if you want to have some pride in your suburb, snap them up now. These are the top three, Henry. Number one, Ashgrove. As now, as expected. I hate to give them one. Had to give them a win. They're loyal to their own suburb, but they're also loyal to their friends. A lot of respect to Ashgrove. Number two is Grange which is where my parents live. <laughs> so <laughs> that'll be a hard one to beat. Number three is Red now, Hill. Now, Joe only has two parents. <laughs> two parents. So that's, I don't know who else. There'd be other people in Grange. Maybe the neighbours. I have also uh, some like cousins in Grange. Maybe they've been canvassing, just going door to just door. Just going, yeah. Hopefully just not over the my last son's show. Yeah. three days. But. Um, number three is Red Hill. Yep. Well, Good Red Hill Sharehouse. They're going to get a fucking song on the album. I mean, they really should. Come on, win them. Uh, and unsurprisingly, number four, New Farm. Yeah. They Again, get they get a song on the album. So we do, we understand that next time we find the most popular suburbs in yeah. Brisbane and we make songs about them and then there'll be as many people. Exactly. Like, and exactly. and coming in at number five, oh. Hendra. Oh. The little suburb that could for me, Hendra. Well, well I done. I don't think we've done Hendra on this show. No, we haven't. I guess Hen and Hen- Henry, Hendra. Maybe people... Maybe that. Like, that's getting people confused. People are confused. They, they think they live yeah. with me. But if like, you want your suburb to be number one, snap up a ticket to West Room now. It's going to be a West End. It's going to be fun. Friday night, 21st of May. And we can't wait to see you all there. Link in bio. Oh, that's going to be fun. Um, now, Henry. I've seen what you've written down here. Uh, your rash. I don't remember talking <laughs> about the rash on the podcast. I think now that it's the season finale, a rash of you. To you bring should this up. tell everyone about your embarrassing rash, where it was, and also I did want to know: did the cream help? I mean, like I've had Joe's making this up, but <laughs> not at all. If I I have to address it, 
this is sort of like how how is your embarrassing rash going? After I'm going to sue you and the ABC <laughs> in federal court. The, uh, in federal court <laughs> over this these deranged and defamatory accusations. It's not defamatory. I'm just asking a question. It's not defamatory. If I were to have a rash, a I ha- I mean I have in the past had very bad forearm and elbow. That's <laughs> disgusting. Do you remember school sores? Like I don't have them now, but do, I, I remember I the term. I never had one. School sores. I feel like that's a very Brisbane thing to get. <laughs> I've got school sores. What a fucking school sore! <laughs> and it's, I think it was only because you got them from school, but that because they were passed around by the grubbiness that comes with children, and I think you just get very big pussy kind of craters in your and bits of your body. It was a school sore, but I don't. I don't. I can't say I'm a hundred percent across. I don't have a current rash. The current listen. Season finale to wrap up this narrative, Rash is fine, but okay, I I don't have one. I don't know exactly. No, but to. but did the cream work? Yes, yeah, sunscreen, did, bro. <laughs> I I you know you should put sunscreen on every day. You kidding? I, yeah, which I don't. Oh, guess what I heard that on? What annoyingly Nova? Oh, what from her? Yeah, I heard Susie O'Neill say that the other oh, day. Well, she's a swimmer. That's, that she's probably does need to do that. Well, she's underwater the whole day. Sun what? can't reach she's underwater. She's washing it off. But yes. Uh, anyway, Hen, we'll launch into Sunba- Sunnybank before yeah. too long. Your final thoughts on the lockdown, because by Friday we'll know whether or not we're right. Oh, we're so recording we can, this we on can Wednesday night. Right now, let's guess. Okay, correct. Yeah, we you are recording this Wednesday, first. so we're in the midst of the lockdown. But tomorrow morning. We're going to yeah, find 9 out. 9am Thursday, we'll find out if it's extended. Isn't what it is, funny though? About, like, how rare is it that like actual real life governmental decisions take on like a movie style climate oh, situation? I, like, the fact that it's like everyone was watching that press conference. Like all eyes on you. As a as kind of an attention seeker, it'd be a bit of you in the back. It is also, everyone's fucking watching me right now. People complain about, you know, oh, politicians overpaid, blah, blah, blah. This is one of those things where I'm like, you guys would be working nonstop for 72 hours. Oh, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Anastasia and Jeanette have barely had a wink of sleep. Oh, not at all. No. Now, oh. your guess. A, will we be allowed to go away for Easter? Oh, I'm going to say yes. I think optimistically. No, just your gut. Yeah, no, I think based on the two cases this morning, that being Wednesday, yeah. where we all had bets. I think I said nine and you said eight. Said eight. And it was two. I think they're going to be doing everything they can to open up for Easter. They're pretty aware of how the tourism industry is on its knees. Not that they're really fearing political backlash because the election no. is like four years think, away. I mean, but, I mean unfortunately, because JobKeeper's ended and the yeah. federal government has hung some people out to dry, I think they're aware of like, you really don't want to let those people down. Yeah, no, I think, I think they'll open up. I think there'll be mask right. restrictions, pretty hectic yeah. ones. I think it'll be... I think we'll go back to just 10 people at homes, all that sort of stuff. Like I think a lot of the, yeah. but I think they'll do anything they can to open up Easter. Yep. All right. I'm going to be contrarian. Oh no. Uh, looking at the hundreds of places that has been added to the contact tracing registry. I don't think we're going away for Easter. I think, I think they're going to impose Grinch. Uh, probably another week long lockdown. Oh, I would yeah. suspect by Saturday, like the 10th of April, oh, we might be out of it. I hope he's wrong. Um, oh, I hope I'm wrong too. No, you don't. And we'll know about Friday. You're the Grinch. You're the, what's the, uh, the Grinch is Christmas, but what's the Easter Grinch? I guess like, the, like Pontius the Pilate. Is, is relied. <laughs> I guess. The people who killed I, was Jesus. Say, I was about to say something way worse. But what? Um, Pharisees is the exact word I'm looking for. Uh, 
Israelites. Is, that was the name uh, of the cream for the rash. I mean, oh, <laughs> just put right. Pharisees on it once a day. <laughs> uh, let's talk Sunnybank. Wikipedia. All right. Wikipedia. Facts. Hard data. Can't be racist. In when so- it's uh, that's the filter. fact on Wikipedia. Encyclopedic knowledge for free. Good on him. Now, Henry. Oh, interesting. Big suburb, famously. Yeah, huge. Uh, really a a CBD on the south side. Oh, um, I mean, it isn't one, yeah. but it's it's close. What do you think the population is? Um, just a little bit. Almighty yawn before having it. such ah, as the yawn. excitement of this segment. Um, oh, I'm gonna go quite hard. Like twelve thousand. Way too high. What is it? Yeah, sorry, brother. 8,967. Oh, of well sorry, 8,697. So, yeah, well off. That, so, that, it's so You know what I think your problem is? There's also Sunnybank Hills, and that would be a distinct mm. suburb in the census. Now, okay. it's an enormous suburb. Let, let me throw this one at you. When was the last time you saw a block of apartments in Sunnybank? Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't go there that much. But no, I mean, I've been there like twice in my life. But I uh, thought, well, this, your, yeah, your my, point my point when I was driving around, it's really pretty much all freestanding houses. Yeah, okay. Which, yeah, sure. you know, which is why I think you get pretty good value for your money for land and stuff out Sunnybank Way. Yeah. But anyway. Well, that is, I've, yeah. I've missed that. I thought there it was bigger than that. But that's okay. There you go. Sunnybank is a suburb in the city of Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Hell yeah. Sunnybank is known for its high level of Asian population and the Asian shops and restaurants in the area. Now, that's what Wikipedia said. That's the truth. And that's... you know what? Good on them for making it clear. Because Sunnybank is a beautiful, special, important part of Brisbane for that reason. Mm. Like, I went to a grocery store there in part because I was, like, reading a recipe and it was like, go to your local Chinese grocer. Like, the amount of incredible ingredients there I've never heard of in my life. Oh, yeah. Like, it's this jewel in the crown of Brisbane because it's a community like no other. Going to an Asian supermarket is oh, theme park level fun. It's just so much fun. There's and you really do realise that we're a little bit deprived with salt, pepper and paprika. That's like <laughs> our full limit of flavouring. Holy fuck, look at the spice rack here. Hot chilli flakes. <laughs> have you seen this guy's special burger sauce he's offering? It's like, no. oh yeah, we have 19 different kinds of fermented bean paste. <laughs> I, um, enjoy enjoy your tomato sauce, mate. I had to do a what I'm now remembering as a very like racist segment when I worked at Nova, and it would probably shock people to realise that there are uh, certain casual racism segments <laughs> on uh, certain Nova shows. But they were doing like a you have to eat a disgusting thing. I think James Corden does it, and they were like, oh yeah, with so, like Gordon Ramsay or something. They were the Corden it, one. It's James Corden. It's always like spill your guts or fill your guts. So it's like they get a really, they get what they perceive to be a gross food. Then they get like a card and it's like, tell us, say it's Kim Kardashian is the guest. And it's like, what is the most disgusting thing that Kanye does in the bathroom? And she either has to say the truth answer or eat the disgusting thing. So spill your guts about a secret or fill your guts. And Nova did a version of this and I'd been bought in. This is when I was kind of just interning in the office a little bit, mm. really trying to pave my way in commercial radio. 
and they were like, all right, we're doing, we're ripping this game from Corden. We're going to have like secrets and stuff that they have to share. And if they don't share it, they're going to eat a really disgusting food. That's the game. And then they were like, Henry, go to the nearest Asian supermarket and just buy gross shit. And that was, that was why I was, and I was like, you're kidding. And I was like, but then I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to the butcher and get like, yeah, gross chicken lamb is like the or classic like or like that. bull's penis. Yeah. That's like, what I like, get. Eating I've a bull's seen dick. fear factor. Okay. I now get. I've, now I've given bulls blowjobs before <laughs> and they, and they call and they say They're like Henry, <laughs> and it's gross, <laughs> but, but they were horny. Hey, yeah. Gotcha, oh, it's a, nice. Cause it's a bull. Um, but no bullshit. No, just not. But I, then that's it. So I had to go to this Asian grocer. And again, the experience just looks delicious. Like, Everything smells looks great. great. Everything's yeah. good. There's all these vegetables that we don't eat. There's all these amazing different snacks. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I was like, here's why Chinese food like, oh, tastes never heard better of- <laughs> like at a restaurant than when you try to make it at yeah. home. I just made a stir fry tonight. And it was shit. <laughs> I go out and have one at a restaurant. It's bloody delicious. It's yeah. because they have access to vegetables that white people don't even fucking know. Tonight, about. I made some chicken and rice. It tasted <laughs> just like how you'd think chicken and rice would taste if I ordered that at a Chinese place. And I did see you put it. No, I was putting paprika on mine as well. Oh, what? We do have paprika in our food. We do. We do. Smoke. We actually have so many spices. Of- how old were you when you first smoked paprika? Because <laughs> I was kind of into beers and then I... Yeah. Like- I don't know, man. I... Uh- <laughs> 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 I'm addicted. I was on. I'm addicted was a, to smoking paprika. I don't know, man. I was, I was at a it was after at my I, brother's house and he said at my friend's house and his brother was playing Nintendo and he seemed really chill. I was like, he must be tired. They're like, no, dude, he just smoked paprika. Yeah. Well, it's funny you should say that because um, I had a friend who actually got really anxious because mm. he used to smoke a lot of salmon. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, I heard of him. He was a bear, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah, he, the... yeah, yeah. he kept catching it and just smoking it, man. And uh, like, yeah, it was He a... just watched cartoons all day, bro. <laughs> I mean, he was chill, but but you should hear him talk about the government, man. He, he hated them. <laughs> oh, uh, he's got the yeah. munchies. Yeah, uh, but Ghana, mate, Ghana, an Asian yeah. supermarket. Can I say as well, apart from, as we've mentioned, the spices and the yeah. vegetables and all the things that my radio job deemed as a... <laughs> 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 What did I actually buy? Oh, a duck egg. I think I got a a one. Isn't there a 1,000 year old egg? Is. Oh, like the fermented duck egg. I think it's a fermented duck egg. Yeah, it's fermented egg. Yeah, I think it's one. I'm just Googling it now. But they were like, get this. Which I will admit. I mean, any raw egg. For my wife. Like straight up raw egg, I'd be like, yeah, gross. Yeah, it's a century egg. Yeah, I mean, for mine. Oh, yeah, it's black as well, (laughs) the egg. For my white people tendency. 1,000 years. It's a (laughs) century. No. Shut up. It's a Shut century, up. We, right? It's a hundred years. No, we are in the Wikipedia segment. It says here, because I'm using another Wikipedia page. Century eggs, also known as preserved eggs, hundred-year eggs, thousand-year eggs, thousand-year-old eggs, millennium eggs, skin eggs. Oh, that sounds like a Nazi skin hate group. eggs. It's like, and um, there's been a spike in uh, alt-right on- online activity in Australia. The skin eggs are, att- are attending a rally in Melbourne CBD. <laughs> We're the fucking skin eggs. You have no idea what a skin egg can do when provoked. You know how long we'll we've be been part around. Of the Nova competition, mate. You know how long we've been around? Either a hundred or a thousand <laughs> years is how long now, we've been around. Yeah, now, but it's, it's a Chinese egg-based culinary dish made by preserving duck. Now that I will admit didn't look delicious. No, but I but it's something I do think is delicious in the Asian. I mean, grocers. like I go to a Western grocery, I see mayonnaise, and I'm like, yuck. Like, <laughs> you see a slice of cheese <laughs> and you hide <laughs> under fair. your bed for a week. <laughs> but the um the lollies, because when we when I was in Japan, I was and I don't think we've said the podcast before. I spent a fair bit of my life in Japan, um, 
where I was a journalist covering the 2020 <laughs> Olympics. It's not like you lived there. <laughs> you went on holiday there a bit. And as you'll know, I've uh, spent a fair bit of my life in know, I was a, For two weeks a year, I was an expat and I was <laughs> just living and working in Niseko. I uh, spent a fair bit of my life in um, up the coast. <laughs> like... Imagine someone just being like, and obviously, uh, as a child, I spent a pretty uh, formative period of my life in Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I um, I used to live actually. Yeah, I used to live in um, my mum's womb. Uh, was actually where I where I got where I cut my teeth. Really formed my skills as a as a journalist there. And um, I don't really know if I'd be making the music I make today if I didn't live there. But yeah, just to pivot back, uh, just to <laughs> spill your guts or fill your guts, because <laughs> I I've watched. I've watched a few of these videos. They never, ever spill their guts. Oh, this is the thing. The question, they never the, just answer a question. The Nova ones, I will admit, were like pretty edgy. Like it was kind of, if you had to kill... <laughs> you killed. Well, one of them was like... <laughs> they get Brent Peter Cowan in and they're like, right, I'm spill your guts or fill your guts. What'd you do with Daniel Moore? <laughs> It's Brett Cowan, Jared Baden Clay, like all these, and they're like, "Okay, so the Port Arthur are you going to tell us if you killed your wife, or are you going to eat these cold baked beans?" <laughs> Jared Baden Clay's like, "Yeah, I'll probably eat the baked beans." Like the cops, like, "God damn, he's he's good." <laughs> it's like it's brilliant. Last hey, day Brett, of the nine months. Your guts will fill your guts. Last day of like the nine month OJ Simpson job. OJ, by the way, we have this croissant with mayonnaise on it and covered blue in cheese in stinky scrambled eggs. He's like, oh, damn it. I killed her, man. And I don't want to freaking eat that. And he releases a book called If I Ate It. OJ's autobiography. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But yeah, spill your guts, spill your guts. Where were we? Oh, I said, I spent a lot of my life in Japan. And by virtue <laughs> yeah. of that, the candy there yeah, the lollies. is a lot better. And uh, so in, the, in these Asian grocers in Sunnybank, a lot of the time, they're the only places you can go to get like, um, I can't remember what they're called. They're like a lovely little grape chewy. Um, it's where you can get dark. Pocky? Pocky's there. Yeah. So that's like the pretzel stick, stick you dip in, in like chocolate. chocolate. Oh, it's fucking divine. There's um, Dars is a chocolate they make in Japan that's a bit bigger over there than DC. Very yummy. And then you just get, oh, Hello Panda, I believe. Yeah. Is one get oh little, that's a classic little, little See, pandas. I was jealous when people came to school and they had those snacks. Oh mate, the best! And um, I do I do think they are a superior snack in many ways. Yeah, pocky mate is just absolutely fucking fantastic as a, as a treat. Yeah. Um. So and also you can get it everywhere now, like your IGAs and stuff. But for a time, like grape Fanta was a was a drink predominantly yeah. in Asia that wasn't you couldn't really find yeah, here. That's true. Um, grape Fanta. We really Pakari Sweat. Aquarius. Oh, I've never heard of that. These are all great. Ja- well, I spent a lot yeah, of my these, life in Japan. Yeah, so. were these coconut water type things. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, all the shit about Australia allegedly being one of the, you know, one of the fattest countries in the world, blah, blah, blah. Mm. We're both that and so uncreative. It's like, oh, what's an Australian snack? Shapes, chips, and like a Diet Coke. Man, I get, around, I get around like seaweed chips. I've had that recently. What really? Like like dried seaweed, like oh, a I'm seaweed. On the seaweed diet. Do you like? Well, do you like green tea? <laughs> seaweed, not smoke it. Seaweed, smoke it. Do you enjoy? My mate, he's just, 
<laughs> he's just smoking Chipotle sauce Fuck, constantly. He's just smoked Chipotle all day. And long. then this other friend of mine went to the valley and he smoked a whole garage. <laughs> Came up with a shit ball venue. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think of what Gosh, Sunny Brang, what a place. We had like food down in contemporary, but I feel just this I mean, we're immediate just, debrief about Asian groceries. I do love Asian groceries. Um, Sunnybank got its name from a local farm, Sunny Bray, <laughs> which was owned by the Gillespie's. Sunny Bray. When two acres of land were taken over for the railway, Bray is Scottish for the English word bank. So the area was given boundaries and named Sunnybank. So the Gillespie's Scottish. just showed up and go, yeah, Sunny Bray. My understanding is the Gillespie's were Scottish. That's yes. why they named it that. I think that's right. Mm. Sonny Blair. It's go. like how um, Anthony Horowitz uh, named a very famous mountain Point Blanc. Mm. You know. He did. Which he yes. named. Which he named. Which just means Point White. And it's called Skeleton Key. It was yeah. a very nice yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eagle, diving location. Eagle, <laughs> Eagle Strike. The names of the Alex Ryder books are pretty very cool. good. I, I would say if you could compare them to their closest rival, Cherub. They're much cooler. Something we've spoken about on the show <laughs> a lot. Um and it now, wouldn't be a season finale if let we Let me throw you a comparison of a fifth book in a series. Yeah. Divine Madness. Mm, set in Brisbane. Weird we're gonna we're gonna do an episode of on Divine Madness. I do think it's so cool that it's set in Brisbane. Um or Archangel. Archangel's sick. Or maybe it's Scorpio. Either way. Scorpio is actually it's, the it's, fifth it's Scorpio. Yeah, book, you're I'm right. sure you'll find. Anyway, yes, they are both right. good. Um Sunnybank, I know just on the naming of it, is yeah. one of the very good name for a suburb. Top shelf name. I think. Um, it's fun. It's light. Sounds brilliant. Rolls off the tongue really well. It kind of bounces. It's not short, but it's not long. Okay. Um, any other good suburb names pop to mind for you? You know, right next door to Sunnybank is one of the worst sunny uh, suburb names. Sunnybank. Runcorn. Oh, yeah. Runcorn. Horrible name. Runcorn does. Like, really. Oh, yeah. I think it's corny. It's like I got the corn. runs because I ate but also just I'm thinking of like corny, I, like a diarrhea filled think with corn. You I got the run corn! Having a harsh consonant after an unsound. Like if I called you, you bloody runk. Oh yeah. yeah it does. It sounds very harsh. You're a bunky! <laughs> like <laughs> Hey! That sounds like an English insult. Hey! Stunk! <laughs> oh that is a word. Yeah. You stunk. You're a bunky, mate. You can imagine like an English soccer coach be like, go for fear, act like bunky. You bang all the bloody jammed. You're, and you're, <laughs> you're a fucking runcorn. It is. It is very British. Well, we know we don't have to do a runcorn episode. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> if someone was like, Sunny Bank, I'd be like, Sunny Bank. Yeah, sounds good, Sunny. mate. Um, Sunny Bank today. Moving yeah. on from the Gillespie's. Sunnybank today is a thriving multicultural suburb with strong Asian influences in design, food and culture. Many of the suburb's shops and businesses are owned and run by people of Asian descent who call Australia home. And they still do, by the way. Yeah. Just since you said that, they still call Australia home. Oh, they still call it. Well, yeah, that's yeah. weird thing. You go to Sunnybank every morning. You're just there for your coffee and you're just hanging around and you just hear a... I've been to cities that never... You're like, oh, wow, they are, there are many Asian businesses that do still call Australia home. Yeah. was it? Did, did anyone ever challenge... Like, it's almost like Peter Allen, they were like, I mean, I know you're from Australia, but you... I mean, this is home, isn't it? And then he's... No, I, I still call Australia. Still call Australia. Home. I think it's... It's very it's, defensive from Peter it's Allen. It's the expat anthem. Like, when I was overseas, yeah. um, when I lived... When I spent some time in my time. career in Dublin. When you spent some time, uh, you spent some time in Dublin. You shouldn't say like Edinburgh is the place that you spent. Oh, yeah, I spent some time there. Um, 
I'd listen to I Still Call Australia Home a bit and it really resonated That's because nice. I don't I think it's funny that it's like kind of a unofficial Australian anthem because when you're in Australia it's not very relevant yeah but when you're away oh I still call Australia home I can just imagine you at pre's being like fuck yeah guys how good's exchange let's just uh, <laughs> get into a bit of music have been to see no, we did that we just did, weeping we did that once we had a um, like a big pre's on Steve Irwin's birthday <laughs> and we sort of used it as because all our friends were Australian is that something we celebrate no I think someone just realised that it was Steve Irwin's um, birthday. That was Steve Irwin's birthday. So the Aussies all kind of half dressed up as Steve Irwin played only Australian music and really made the night bad for like our Kiwi and Irish and American friends. I was going to say, I think for like any one of foreign, like any of the foreign friends you'd made of yeah. not just Irish, but New Zealand and Scottish. Particularly and Kiwis, yeah. Well, I think they'd all be like, They'd come away from that being like, fuck, there's some big Steve Irwin holiday that we just didn't Yeah, know no, no, no. Like, in their minds, that must be a huge thing. Yeah. They're probably going to like come visit Someone... based around that date and be like, and don't forget to pack your car. <laughs> don't forget your car keys. Pack your car keys, mate. What if Steve Irwin would walk around like shopping centre, car parks for agents and be like, fuck, I've lost my car keys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where are, I'm for you. Whoa, dad, we're late. Oh, I've lost my car keys. <laughs> are, they under the, are they under the couch? Good yeah. times. Uh, now, many bilingual business signs uh, in Sunnybank are written in Chinese and English, which is good. Now, that is something that you realise immediately. Yeah. Me not re- being able to read any Chinese, but... I think <laughs> not being able to read. Me not being able to read. I noticed there were double the things I couldn't read. And like the the signs everywhere in Brisbane, I can't read them because I can't read. Um, but that that is true. I think that's the one thing that people who know about Sunnybank know that it's the Asian hub of Brisbane and then say, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then they kind of eventually when they go there, the big takeaway is, oh, I knew it was the Asian hub of Brisbane. I didn't realise how much it yep. was a real slice of Asia, which I think is the best thing about it. Absolutely. Like I I went there for the first time ever, and we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> sounds like something bad happened. Now, in 2017, to find really good pork buns, because I had a craving, and I was like, obviously, I'll go here. If anyone, if any listener hasn't been, it's truly incredible, just like the volume of like Chinese characters and mm. you know Asian businesses that you've seen. And it's good that it's so clearly not, ooh, we're like these modern people that are going to appropriate Asian culture to pretend that we're authentically selling Chinese food. It's Asian-owned businesses marketing to people in the area who are like, I appreciate that there is Chinese writing on the sides. Mm. It's great. I like that there's somewhere in Brisbane where you can feel like you're immersed in not another culture, but like truly multicultural. Because mm. you go to Queen Street Mall, it doesn't feel multicultural. I wonder if it, um, if it will get gentrified. Because I know that there's been gentrification of, and we've spoken to it will friends of ours who are Asian and who've said, "Oh, well, uh, kind of aren't super fussed about like Happy Boy and yeah. uh, Ping Pong and stuff." We like, oh, the, I mean, if the you were Asian fusion oh, restaurant God. with a big neon sign at the back, which I, you know, I eat at, but I'm yeah. just a I mean, Asian. White f- dude. If if you wanted to run a successful restaurant in Australia right now, all you need to do is Asian fusion. But you imagine if, like, a like some, if, if a, some I, young guys or something, yeah. or a, like, Miss yeah, like, what if they, if they moved if in? They opened in a sunny bank. You imagine they get eaten alive. Everyone a bit yeah. be sniffed out of my way and yeah. gone fuck off, mate. If you gave me fucking pork belly, soy sauce, mm. and like prawns, because we're Australian Asian fusion, I could give you like a five star restaurant in Brisbane. Yeah, they're all serving the exact same. I'm just imagining the idea of like group of like girls it was like well mm. we went to ping pong for becca's birthday and then we did happy boy for rachel's so 
I looked up a few other, and then oh, and then we big we did chew the fat for yeah, Jesse's. Geez. So let's just um, find another, and they just go to Sunnybank, thinking it's the next like Asian restaurant, <laughs> and just like so out of their depth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and then we did same, same, and. Yeah, I went on Google for good Asian <laughs> restaurants. And I found this little place in, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but Sunnybre. Oh, Sunnybank. That sounds cute. Oh, let's get a Sunnybank. <laughs> and they get there and they're like, oh, oh it's real God. food. What's this old egg? No. <laughs> What's this century old egg? It's years old. <laughs> um, all right, Wikipedia. Despite its name, Runcorn State School, yuck, is government primary school for boys and girls. Oh, in Sunnybank. Oh, so Hence, it's in Sunnybank. Despite its name. That's fine. It's like Wilson State School where I went to is in Grange. Uh, Sunnybank includes shopping centres alongside Mains Road, such as Sunnybank Plaza, which features a Kmart, Coles, and a Hoyts cinema. The Hoyts is very famous. Yep. Um, I would say in general that in quite a good way, because there's parking for it, it's one of the most sprawling shopping districts. Yeah. Like that shopping centre goes on for miles. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of different aspects to the plaza, yeah. a lot of entrances, a lot of sort, of, sort of a Dan bit. Murphy's. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it's interesting as well because imagine, if you will, dear listener, Chermside or Indro, mm. but it's max one level or sometimes two levels, but spread out over mm. the land. Like, that's what you get. It's basically, I think, the same size. It's just not stacked up on top of one another. Oh, yeah. It's sprawling. It's got a, but the cinemas, Hoyts for me was always a bit of an odd one. I always found there wasn't a lot of Hoyts cinemas and I could Stafford. never figure out what they would kind of do because Burj Khalil... It was kind of Burj Khalil and Coyle was the big shiny fancy, wasn't it? Yeah, that's their. They're sort of what a vent is now. I would say that, but they were a little higher range. Yeah, yeah, and then there was Cineplex, which was dirt cheap. Yeah, that was your South Banks, your Balmorals, and whatnot. Hoyts felt awkwardly caught between. It didn't feel fancy, but it wasn't Cineplex. But if you left. Brisbane and went to sort of smaller town Queensland, it would be very common you're to right. just see a Hoyts. I think they got the regional market tied up. Yeah, you're right. I think I saw Harry Potter 5 at Mount Gambier in South Australia at yeah. a Hoyts. Harry Potter Scorpio, you mean. <laughs> Harry Potter 5. Um, Harry Potter and the Scorpio Divine Madness. <laughs> and yeah, no, Hoyts. I, I mean, of the names of the cinemas, I think Cineplex, Birch, Carolyn, Coyle, Event and Hoyts. Hoyts is comfortably the worst name, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Sort of Hoyts. Event is the most... Hoyts. Event is the one that is the most like... Of course it became bigger during the 2010s. It's the most like naff, event. overproduced... Going back to the very first episode of our shows, it's mm. like burgers, yes. Yeah, it's event, like event. Same, same. <laughs> cinemas. Some young guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the only thing I wanted to say about Sunnybank Plaza yeah. is that it was previously anchored by Big W... Which is the only big W in Brisbane that has closed. <laughs> so it's the only big W in Brisbane that has ever, ever failed <laughs> was at Sunnybank Plaza. Apparently there is one now. It's not like they don't want a discount department store. There's like a Kmart. No. I wonder why, wonder why the big W didn't work out at Sunnybank. It's so funny. Do you reckon... It, this big W... Does the W stand for Woolworths? I was thought it was oh, owned by do. Woolies. Yeah, it and is. they were like, oh, it's the big W. Like, this is you, when you oh, need more be. than just groceries, when you need, like, a chair, come to Big W. <laughs> you need a chair. Well, that's I, sad to hear that that Big I W say, bust. But I would say Kmart has managed to cultivate a little bit of a reputation for maybe being a little bit higher quality than Big W. Oh, I would dare say that's 100% the truth. Like, Kmart's been fetishized a bit on, like, the Instagram stories yeah. of millennials of, like... For sure. Oh, my God, I got this furniture from Kmart. It's like, I used to be hungover on my Saturdays. Now my idea of a yeah. dream Saturday, Kmart... Yeah, so true. Heading to Kmart and getting myself a, a bathroom mat. I got myself a bathroom. 
Oh, fuck. I need a door stopper. Came, came out. I was going to buy you a door stopper the other day. Oh, thanks. But my my door been, can't close. At the it's been so door. long that I'm like, surely if a door stopper was going to be the solution to this, you'd have one by now. Mm. It's also yeah, it's fine. I just whack just my a, Just a Caxton Street Studios thing. You can always hear when Henry's coming out of his bedroom because <laughs> he holds the chair against the door to keep it shut. And so it means when he's getting up, you hear the greatest ever scraping of a chair across the floor. <laughs> you would never, ever be able to silently wake up in this house. No, not at all. There is a movie. There's some sort of movie I'm thinking where a guy's like dragging a chair behind him of sorts. And Casino Royale. Yeah, maybe it is Casino Royale where he's dragged. That's incredible how quickly you just went into your chair movie database <laughs> that is in your mind. Move a chair. Um, all right. Speaking of chairs, I broke two chairs <laughs> on separate weekends at Toby and Jess's new place. But I, <laughs> I was on the phone to him before. I was like, mate, I am so, so sorry. So I went over. They've been in that house for two weeks and I've been over both Saturday nights and <laughs> broken a separate chair on each one by sitting on it. I'm fat. Uh, <laughs> Sunnybank is a busy area what? and there have been ever-growing traffic problems in the area. Mains Road can become gridlocked around peak hour traffic, packed with cars and buses as commuters make the slow ride home. Although construction has widened and improved the Mains Road Bridge, which crosses the train line at Altundi. What's Altundi? Rhymes with I, I originally Tundi. read that as Atlantis. And I was like, that can't be um, right. There's three train stations in Sunnybank and I've only ever heard of Sunnybank. Uh, Altundi is a railway station on the yeah. Manly line. It is one of the three stations serving the Brisbane suburb of Sunnybank. The others being Sunnybank and Benoon. Um, that has to be like a record of one suburb having three train stations. Yeah. It's a it's a real It's a huge suburb it's and a real a, transport hub. A port. Because as soon as you go beyond Sunnybank, you're getting to, I would say, truly outer Brisbane. Yes. Like it's the last little vestige of like the city. Of Brisbane, in a sense, and the Wikipedia is one hundred percent right. It is a it's a traffic nightmare a lot of the time. Yeah, it really does. It really horrible. does clog up. Which is also, you know, if you go to Asia, there's a lot of the idea. If you, if you <laughs> hey, go like, there, hey, like guys, big, big, good busy and bad intersections is authentic. <laughs> it's busy. Like, authentic doesn't just mean good food. <laughs> we are bringing, we are bringing <laughs> traffic problems. You know, uh, and smog. Now just, smog. I don't know. I think. They've, Worked on the smog. I just remember during the Beijing Olympics, that was a huge. Oh, thing. I mean, it's a massive. Thing. I mean, any major center of industry has a lot of smog. So true, Matt. And I'm seeing a lot of smog rising out of the shit you're talking. Oh, because I'm talking industry. All exactly. The time. Uh, now, final word on the Wikipedia oh, no, there's page. Smog around my cool jeans. I, I just, got them from industry. I just saw how long this um out has been. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's like 42 minutes oh, of shit. Sorry, Flex. Notable residents. <laughs> Fuck, when you're trying to not get cancelled, you'll just say anything. <laughs> uh, notable residents of the area. I just find this interesting. Ben Cutting, the oh, Brisbane yeah. Heat player. Lottie Takiri, rugby league player. Sorry, rugby union. Oh, both. Played for yeah, the... Both. He's dual code international, I think. Or maybe just Origin and... Anyway. There's, a, there's another Anyway, one. the big one, Jonathan Thurston. That's huge. Apparently, right now, lives in Sunnybank. That's massive for JT. I don't know why. I just would have assumed he'd still be living in Townsville, although that makes no sense given, like, his media commitments and his job. But even having media commitments and his job, you'd think he'd want to be in Milton or somewhere close to Suncorp and... Oh, but no, he'd spent most of his time near the Nine Studios. Matt Cuther. Yeah, what is he Either way, I don't know why. Maybe (laughs) he just loves it there. He probably just loves Sunny Man. Just loves the number 13, Black Band and Rice. Do you think... And this is the closest we'll get to a stereotype. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe, because I'll, I'll set this out, rugby league is statistically more popular in Australia, 
among white communities. I looked this up as compared to Asian communities. Mm. Do you, well, reckon, if, you reckon he can get around a bit? I easier? wonder whether he can Where just like go to a, go yeah, to an Asian grocer and no he, one's like JT. Yeah, true. <laughs> They're like, he in, if he lived in Cooperu, he'd be a fucking yeah, god. It'd he wouldn't be, be like, able to like go yeah, anywhere. He wouldn't be able to go anywhere. Yeah. Flip side, admittedly, like the Sunnybank, which we'll talk about, the Sunnybank Rugby League Club and the Sunnybank Rugby Union Club are massive bastions of footy out that side of town. I don't know there's a lot of more like, you know, mm. Pacific Islander types who live mm. in Sunnybank as well. But yeah, I wonder whether JT, there's an element of like, hey, it's a great suburb of Brisbane where I might not be recognised as much as like Paddington. Could be right. Anyway. We'll have to be. ask him when we have him on. Yeah, when we have him on the show. All right. Now let's talk about contemporary Sunnybank. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Now, admittedly, we've covered a lot of what we wanted to talk about in contemporary Sunnybank. Yeah. Because I've written at the top here, the elephant in the room. The, mo- that, the message the we got from, in the room um, is that you from had our a friend, rash. From our, yeah, the elephant in the room is a rash. <laughs> it's the rash that you fixed. The other one is that uh, our good friend Joy did message us and said this episode is appropriation. Yeah, I, think I, that, I think she had a typo and she meant to say this episode is appropriate. Appropriate. Uh, I which it, I totally agree with. I think it's totally appropriate. Yeah. But also, I think she meant, it would be so offensive to not do a Sunnybank episode and not, you know, we're equal opportunity unpackers. I'll unpack anything. I'll unpack anything. I'll unpack Black Lives Matter <laughs> in an episode released exclusively on our Patreon <laughs> for someone who's willing to indemnify me for defamation costs. <laughs> you can hear it. Um, but yeah. And, and we think it is worth doing. So, but we did want to read a message because um, obviously we are two white guys yeah. talking about a place that. And, and is as much as the show is about our perception, we also want to give you know great yeah. credit to these. But it's full of um, it's places. full of great traditions that we don't actually understand um, because we're not part of them. So we wanted to get a message up that we got from Keen Unpakistani in front of the show, Kevin Ding, and he messaged in and he said, "Very much looking forward to the Sunnybank episode, boys. I grew up frequenting the grocery stores and restaurants there. Love the walkability of the place." Don't know how I feel about the recent massive renovations, though. I guess it's good to build up the area more. So, I guess he's uh, maybe the plazas had a big uh, renovation as well. The shops, it does always seem to be some sort of construction. Yeah, I'm with so him. He said, um, forgive me, he said, Pho Hien Viong Pasteur uh, does the best pho, and it's been there for at least 15 years now. Nostalgic. I love a pho, or a pho, rather. Uh, so, I'd, I'd love to go there. Coffee Square, right next to it, does great Cantonese cafe food. The Little Cube is a fantastic uh, Shichuan restaurant. And there used to be a Hong Kong-style canteen and a small Malaysian diner, uh, but they closed down ages ago. So already in that message of just recommending restaurants, you've covered a real vast array of uh, of ethnicities, which is fantastic to get uh, all those cultures and that food. But then he says, which I think is a very nice message, he says, apart from the food, the best thing about Sunnybank is seeing how immigrants and families from all these different countries from East and and Southeast Asia are able to put aside all the cultural differences, historical trauma and political tension and work together to build and appreciate a great suburb. So, Ernest, actually a beautiful That's message. actually great yeah. um, from Kevin to, to point out um, and, something and, you know, and, that we won't, having not lived in no. or been to something that much, fully appreciate. And then he says at the end, who's Jonathan Thurston? Unrelated. <laughs> so, <laughs> Unrelated. Looks like Joe's, yeah, uh, completely got that right, 100%. Good guy. Um yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah, it is It is a, a great point to say that maybe obviously just something we don't understand, but there is so much like to look at Sunnybank and go, everyone there is Asian, and to look at that as homogenous is completely, as racist yeah. as it is to 
say racist shit about Sunnybank, yeah. which people also do. But to look at it and go, wow, that's where one type of person lives is not the case. So yeah. for, for Kevin to point out, there are so even just in that list of restaurants, there are so many different East and Southeast Asian cultures living together. You wouldn't be like, oh, um, that suburb where all the Europeans live. No. Because you'd you'd be like, well, yeah, Italians and Germans are different, even though that doesn't speak to the differences. Mm. Um, But anyway, yeah. On food. Uh, Food. A rare personal story. So, might have been mentioned on the show before, my favourite food in the world by a country fucking mile is pork buns. Can't overstate to the listener how much Joe, like, loves a fucking yeah. pork bun. In no small part, because for a... Like, everyone's probably had a pork bun at some point in their life. They are oddly hard to get. Like, they are not as easy a food to track down, say, at like a 1pm on a Wednesday. It's not that easy if you're not going to a yum char place. Yeah. If you're not sitting down and having a full, you know, $30 minimum yum char, quite hard to track down. Recently, Milton Markets... Amazing pork buns there. So that sort of saved me. I, I have two a week now. That's good. Nearby. Um, nearby. And for those, to real clarity here, these are like the soft kind of sweet white pillowy dough with that reddish, sweetish barbecue pork in the middle. Like a marshmallowy exterior. Yeah. It's not like... And a, almost a, a puree. Yeah, I'm not thinking the, the pan fried ones, which no. is where the bottom is like crispy. This is... You know, that not That's more of a gyoza. Exactly. There's, there's a place in the city called... Um, Oh, how am I forgetting? Steamed. Steamed, yeah. I used to go there all the time. Um, that does pork clouds, mm. which is their own take on the pork bun. But anyway, so 2017, I'm a young man. I'd maybe had my peas for a month. Um, so it's still very exciting, the prospect that I could take myself to all corners of Brisbane. Yeah. Um, and I'd finished uni one day and I had the afternoon off. So I thought, why not give in to this immense craving? Because you can't buy a pork bun at UQ to save your life. And get fucking every green vegan smoothie you want. Mm. But if you're a red blooded Australian who wants a bloody Chinese pork bun, bun. you're fucked. Anyway, so I got in my car and I was like, I'm going to just get, you know, go to whatever the most recommended place is. But it's a long drive. Did you Siri that? Say, Siri, best pork bun in Brisbane. No, I was using my phone while I drive. Of course. You've seen me drive. Until you and got five thousand dollars, yeah. and, and thank God the police find me a thousand dollars for <laughs> sending a single emoji. He who never does it be. I'm like, whereas Joe is like reading articles about pork bun. Compare, <laughs> compare the pork bun. I've written full tweets while driving. <laughs> anyway, um, but I realised I should compare them. So basically, cut a long story short, I went to Sunnybank and I did this, you know, eating tour, and I love pork buns, but if you have like seven or eight of them, they're not dumplings. You no. can't blitz through them. They're big. I think you meant to really have one or two. I think two is like the absolute most you should have. I felt so fucking sick and I didn't want to drive. <laughs> so I just pulled up in a car park in Sunnybank Plaza and like laid the head down and just turned on the air con and just like <laughs> digested my pork buns for a bit. It was great, but... You were driving under the influence of, yeah, of, of pork. Of, of sweet pork. But yeah, to me that exemplifies Sunnybank, really the the true, as Dougal said, the food capital of Australia. That'd be great to if there was late night drunk, because I know we went to, in the Valley, oh. the new late night pasta place. Oh, oh spaghetti-o. spaghetti-o. Now, can't recommend more highly. Great. Loved it. And having a... The fact, hot, we could have 2 a.m. pasta. Well, that's the thing. Wouldn't it be great if there was like a, oh. in the middle of the Valley, just a pork bun place? Is all they did, just, yeah. just, just, a, just a hole in the wall. Pork just, bun. 
be. I feel like that. That's very New York, York, like porky, Chinese porky pies. Or, oh, that's good. Tell them pork. Uh, or like, um, I mean, there's. Guess lot of- pork is back <laughs> on the menu, boys. <laughs> Fresh pork <laughs> looks like pork is back on the menu. Oh no, Frodo! There's porks coming. Is the name of the restaurant born to bun? Oh, pork Man. to bun. <laughs> Like Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce. Traps like us. Baby, we were pork to bun. Oh, that's so good. Um, I love pork to bun. I mean, I feel like in America, Chinese is like, at least American style Chinese food, is like late night drunk food. And everything's like that in America. Stuff just stays yeah, so a bit true. later. Yeah. That's a, great, that's a great point. It's not so much the cuisine. It's just You know in New York you can get dinner a little bit later. It's like they never sleep over there. I'm Joe Dwyer with an original take. Sunnybank is the home of South Sunnybank Rugby League Football Club. Yep. Now, it's the second oldest rugby league club in Brisbane. And it's also got the Sunnybank Dragons Rugby Union Club. Now, that is a famously tough Rugby Union. No, I, I never played. I did I did a year of Easts in year two, but apart from that, I never did any more club rugby. But I know when my mates who were very yeah. good at rugby in school and they graduated and kept playing in club levels, a lot of them went to Brothers. So I sort of, and, and there were a few at uh, Jeeps and so yeah. there were a few them around. But I do know that whenever the round came up without reversing Sunnybank, there was some real pessimism in their camps about a victory. Sunnybank yeah. were just absolutely across rugby. And this was in Union and League because I had friends who did both. Sunnybank just fucking killed. They also, they had great juniors because my understanding is, I mean, Sunnybank still has, they have great teams across the board. They're tough. I'd say the, the stereotype of Sunnybank Rugby Union is they have just big players, fast players, strong well, I mean, players. Big, big Islander population yeah. out there. So well, there there's Samoa. a substantial Pacific Islander population, all of whom are ultra-talented and generally run pretty big. And that was the thing. I heard that the Lucas brothers... Um, the rugby players who are not Pacific Islander. I I or no, no, no. They're 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 actually quite pale. As, I was going to say as white as, <laughs> they, as white as they come. Very, very white Anglo-Saxon. The Lucas brothers, the whitest men on earth. Uh, <laughs> now we're not a rugby podcast, but um, I heard at school because I was at school with Isaac. Um, that and you had to wear sunnies because he, <laughs> he man was, was so pale. Surfaces were, he was such a reflective surface. Yeah. Yeah, funnily, funnily enough, he's actually playing in Japan at the moment, which oh, is uh, fantastic. Good twist. But, um, so sorry, you and the Albino Lucas <laughs> brothers go to school together. Yeah, and, and and my role on the footy field was to shield them from the sun so they could you were work like their magic with the ball. They had a silver sort of floppy plate <laughs> yeah, running that, around. That was me. Um, but I heard, I, I don't think they lived in Sunnybank, but their father wanted them to grow up, you know, playing pretty tough footy. So he made them play at Sunnybank Dragons um, mm. because, you know, they were big, strong, big Pacific Islander population. And yeah, training on a Tuesday night would be tough. But if you're playing for the team that is well regarded as tough and you come up in that environment, you're not going to look at a bunch of terrace boys no. and brothers and be like, oh, I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> yeah, I, reckon, I don't reckon the, the Iona seconds yeah. are going to give you too much trouble. At, fucking, oh, no. I don't reckon the Mara's second yeah. couldn't fucking trouble a fly, mate. I don't reckon the Mara's first 15 who have gone on to play casual rugby at Easts on a Sunday are giving you too much grief. No. Um, but yeah. And I think South Sunnybank Rugby League Football Club, my dad uh, spent, Year twelve and all of his time at uni living in Sunnybank Hills. Yeah, your dad, your dad was in a share house yeah. in Sunnybank. No, it wasn't a share house. Oh, it's where his parents lived in Sunnybank. Yeah, dad didn't move out until he graduated uni. He was a late bloomer. Well, no, I guess 
Neither did I, mate. Fucking calm down. (laughs) My pathetic father (laughs) didn't even move. Just um, fucking relax. I think police, Joey. We don't all have scholarships. (laughs) I think they. um, I got. I got a Cash the Street Studios scholarship. You're paying for me to move out. Um, But yeah, when they moved down from Bundaberg and Dad went to State High, they moved to Sunnybank Hills, which I never. I think. My grandfather was managing a bank there. Anyway, um, oh, I assume Sunny Bank. <laughs> he was, he was the manager of Sunny Bank. The Sunny Bank. Yeah, I'll just manage a bank out here. Oh, at Sunny Bank, what's it called? It's like the Sunny. <laughs> I know there's not a mayor of Sunny Bank, but that'd be very fun. Um, but yeah, I assume Dad probably played for South Sunny Bank. Anyway, if there was a mayor of Sunny Bank and it was your grandpa, that <laughs> would be cool. an incredible sitcom. Mm, definitely the last white mayor <laughs> Sunny Bank had. I would pay to see the antics of that player. <laughs> Oh, something, um, I, something I have wanted to raise throughout the episode. Mm. Like, do you think there's, just because your parents living there, like obviously that that in many ways they would have been a minority in many respects. Uh, no, because I read on the Wikipedia page, it was the late 1980s when it changed. Ah, okay. So when immigration. I think when dad was living there, it was, I think like probably like slightly more than uh, Asian immigration that you see in the inner city. But oh, wow. I think it, it became... Blossom. I think it's one of those snowball things where, you know, there's slightly let's say there's 10 percent more of um people in Sunnybank where you come from or a culture you identify with mm. if i'm then moving to australia i'd be like well i could live here or i could live here where like i probably know some more people oh like i mean have this extended is, family like this is like, it's why like little italy and chinatown develop as places it's great mate well this is the thing it's like at school Sunnybank and, and I don't know if you've heard the news lately, but private boys' schools sometimes don't say or do the right thing. No. And, and that sometimes is pretty often. So Unless you're Mason, uh, <laughs> Mason Black. Black. Unless you're the BBC school captain <laughs> Who right gave now. a ripping speech. He, everyone else is a fuckwin. Mm. But yeah, so and he's coming off the back of generations of BBC captains who probably didn't say the right thing. No, we've all heard stories. <laughs> uh, but this, this is the thing. I think like Sunnybank... If we're being frank, 100% amongst like boys of a certain age yeah. would just be like almost a substitution for racist comment. You'd just be like, oh, go back. Like there was a lot of go back to Sunnybank and yeah. oh, fucking Sunnybank. Like you literally, it, it, people, like, people would say two Asian guys at our school would be like, yeah. oh, fucking do you live in Sunnybank? Counterintuitively, like, I didn't hear a lot of go back to where you came from at school. Mm. Because everyone just substituted Sunnybank. Like, I would also say it's particularly like a year eight, nine thing. Like, it was a young bloke. I didn't hear much Sunnybank banter come like year 12. Well, you hope people fucking learn a little bit. A, less racist. B, probably like, where you live doesn't mean much. But on top, yeah, on top of that, like, using it as a trying to like use it. You'd be like, you know, you'd see in like Facebook events for like Terrace BBC Volleyball. You know, there'd be an Asian dude on the BBC volleyball team and someone would be like, oh, move your school yeah. to Sunnybank. So it's, it's just like, like absolutely blatant racism. Not casual. No. And it would become like a thing where the the word almost of a suburb becoming a racial slur in that sense. Yeah. Is int- but that's just like fucking immature, unfunny, yeah. like, you know, dickheads just throwing that word around, which let's be real, like probably we did. Like when yeah. you're young, you, you don't. Oh, I didn't. No. But you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Me trying to cover for an old tweet. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, we all oh, probably, probably we did, did an assembly sketch about it. But like, but you're like, that's just one level of it. But then it was the next level of like people who would actually get into criticizing Sunny Mac and being like, oh, but like, why, why does everyone live there? Like, what? And you're like, 
Motherfucker, your name's Tom, as is all of your friends, and you'll just you play rugby and yeah. go to Wintergarden together. It's like, cool. you, everyone just hangs out yeah. with people who are of like-minded values and interests. Yeah. And if you were to move to do the very daunting task of immigrating to a new country, yeah. I imagine the Mate, comfort of I, living in a suburb, if you're moved, still in a big new country with a lot of different cultures. You'd if say, I moved to China gonna, and someone was like, oh, there's a suburb called Little Australia where yeah. you... You, know, you can have a meat pie, we'll serve you 4X yeah. gold and you'll be around other people who have a similar experience. I'd be like, great. And on the day of Steve Irwin's death, we all dress up as Steve <laughs> Irwin and sing, I still call Australia. But yeah, exactly. Is there, I imagine, uh, having not been to China or Taiwan yeah. or Japan or... Well, like, um, my understanding in Hong Kong is there's one very clear suburb where the expats lived. Yeah. Like the well, Anglo I would, expats. I imagine that's in every part of the world, wouldn't it? Yeah. I imagine in China, there's just a suburb with a huge Australian population. Yeah. And or at least like Australian, English, New Zealand. Yeah. Which is sort of our equivalent of like. Which I wonder what the like stereotypes there are yeah. like, that people try to casually throw at people when they're being racist. Like, oh, fuck, you'd go down there and, oh, married at first sight or they're, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, always yeah. playing. Like, go down there, you eat, eat bacon. I don't know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, do we have to listen to the hoodoo gurus again coming out of a car <laughs> driving around in down in Lockyer land, that suburb <laughs> in the middle of town. Yeah, like, in Beijing, you know. I imagine on this episode of Unpacking Beijing... I'd like to think there are two our Chinese, corresponding our Chinese equivalents who are having an equally attempted nuanced conversation yeah, about, about casual racism to, towards... They're trying not to be racist <laughs> about Thurston Town. Towards the suburb of Bobhawktopia. Bob <laughs> um, it's, it's just it's interesting that like at some point in every... And I'm only speaking about the perspective of young men just because mm. that was the sort of boys school that I grew up and like in and was surrounded by the, much, the much. immature uninformed takes of us at a younger of younger men but you are like it is funny that everyone at some point seemed to figure out Sunnybank and go through the stage of oh, that's funny into as you get older you're like oh it's oh it's a cool and nice exists. and yeah. now I want to go there for lunch instead of having like, grilled you acknowledge that it becomes a good thing whereas infinitely less offensive and it wasn't used as a slur but Ascot was used as a massive shorthand for rich. Mm. Like, yeah, Sunnybank is shorthand for Asian. Asian. And yeah, Ascot, uh, like, but you grow um, up. Anala is poor and rough. Poor. Yeah. yeah. Like, but you grow up, and I'm now not like, wow, we should have really backed off Ascot because, like, no. it is rich and they can cop it. But there's nothing like funny about, like, haha, you live with like minded people and the food's delicious. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know if we've, we're trying to make points. Yeah. But anyway, um, back to I've only got, I've really only got one or two more things to say. Um, I sold a guy my DJ decks there cool. um, a couple of months ago on Facebook Marketplace. Um, and I got this address in Sunnybank and I went there pretty early in the morning. Um, it's a long drive. From here it is. Yeah, yeah from here. It's like half, oh, it's like 25 minutes, which for Brisbane is long. For Sydney, you're like, oh, new town. Yeah. Um, but I went there and the guy was like, can I test them out? And I was like, yeah. I was like, they work perfectly. Like I, I sort of, I correctly thought in my mind, what does testing out DJ decks look like at like 7.38 a.m. on a Saturday morning? I was like, surely he's not going to plug it into some speakers. And I go upstairs. And they've got two massive speakers <laughs> set up. It's this bloke and his mate. He goes, oh, my friend's a DJ. Can he try it out? And I was like, yeah, sure. Now, I don't believe this bloke was a DJ at all because I plug it in and he's like, oh, it's not making any sound. And I watch what he's doing and he's put it on mute. And I'm like, I can't be much of a DJ. I unmute it and this guy goes through his library and just finds 
every single Calvin Harris song he can <laughs> and to, makes like a 90 second mega mix. There were just, it was bombarded. And it was like loud. <laughs> it was too loud in the room. And there I were can't think of like around. a Calvin Harris song right now. This um, is what it feels like. They're like, in the summer, uh, and the moon go down. There's one, is one kiss the Calvin Harris song? Yeah, it's Dua Lipa and one kiss. One kiss. This and then he, oh, he does this. How can we not I'm so alone or something like that? I swear there's popular da, da, Calvin Harris Oh, no, that's... That's No, I'm doing yeah three times. Okay, Calvin Harris. <laughs> We've got... Oh, the... Um, summer is one you said. And I met you in the summer. Fuck, fuck it's not easy to find his songs, <laughs> can I just say. I've gone back to the head. So how loud were they playing them? Like just at definitely loud. How deep is your love? Um, but it just made me think that Sunnybank must be such a great place to live because we have our battles with Nige, the neighbour. But clearly these blokes, no problems. Play your Calvin Harris mix at 8am. I love it. that you were treated to almost a private DJ set of... I know. Oh, ready for the weekend. And then I got paid like $300. So, oh, he, here's the thing. Okay, this is insane. You know how before I was like trying to sing a Calvin Harris song and it's like, oh, there's one called I'm So Alone or something. Yeah. Du, du, du. Oh, no, that's Yeah Three Times by Chris Brown. Look at this. Calvin Harris has claimed that Chris Brown's Yeah Three Times, released in October 2010, plagiarized his 2009 single I'm Not Alone. Oh, so, mate, so you're right. If ever Calvin Harris wants to call a witness for that case, I naturally tried to do a Calvin Harris song and sung Yeah Three Times by that's Chris incredible. Brown. And so After this considering whole episode, similarities between the two songs, Harris was subsequently added to the songwriting credits on the single. I love it when that happens. There you go. We should do that with a Mangrove song, like just add Michael Hutchins <laughs> as a songwriting credit. And so we should, be like, we should yeah, plagiarize. Yeah, so we ripped off yeah. New Sense, just so it looks like so we song wrote with him. Just so he has to respond to <laughs> yeah. us. Like, oh, we well, can't. <laughs> um, well, not Michael Hutch. <laughs> but no, yeah, that that would be fun bing, with like an bing, actual, bing. like Bernard Fanning. We yeah, just yeah. like credit him with Winham and he like has to reach out and well, be like, like, I don't think I did. Some days turn out just exactly <laughs> like I had planned. That would be funny if they like did a first draft where Bernard's like, guys, life's going super well for me right now. Okay, you know, got married, band's going great. Anyway, here's the song I wrote. Everything is turning out just like I'd planned. And they're like, oh, mate, not super compelling. But now I'm in love again. Honey, I've got you on my brain. You know, guys, I had a great day. My joyousness. I'm feeling so happy. My yeah. big um, penis. Last thing from me. Uh, someone wrote in. Apparently Feng Shui is very important to uh, Sunnybank. And the entrance to the community and sports center. Had, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleepy, I <laughs> just, just came. Uh, <laughs> the entrance to the community and sports center had to be completely rebuilt due to a lack of feng shui. So, that, so the community have got together, consulted, and said, "Which I mean, the community and sports center here does not white, have very feng shui." White architect puts it together, and someone in the meeting's like, "Should we think about feng shui?" It's like, "No, no, no, they're hey. not going to like demand it to be rebuilt." Yeah, I love the idea. Of, yeah, white like PCY so people been like, "Yeah, chuck a center together. We got to do something back." Um, have you thought about feng shui? Yeah, love some, mate. I'm pretty pretty hungry for lunch. Yeah, let's go. Let's go get some. 
<laughs> few pork, right? few pork yeah, ones yeah, yeah. are doing me. Um, is that like me going? I used to have that for lunch. They're doing a lemongrass chicken one? Or, uh, oh, fucking hell, that sounds good. And the, <laughs> the community are like, and this white brutalist architecture has no feng shui. Uh, Darren, the architect, responded, being like, fuck, mate. <laughs> yeah, we should put some feng shui in. We'll put it in a canteen. Have a killer python with it, mate. Oh, Love a feng shui. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think anyway, that's, that's can, sort of all from me. Should we ask a question? About Sunnybank. Does Sunnybank fuck? This is a seriously tough one. And I was actually thinking about it today. No. Purely just because the activities that make Sunnybank great and the things that make Sunnybank great don't like obviously lend themselves to a fucky atmosphere. Like you can find whatever you want at an amazing Asian grocer or... There's these big, beautiful shopping centres. There's Hoyt Cinemas. Mm. But nothing... It doesn't not fuck. It's not like when we did... Um, what's the suburb with heaps of old people? No. Oh, what was the one we did recently that was so easy to decide? Oh, Carindale. Carindale, yeah. Carindale, I was like, this doesn't fuck. Sunnybank doesn't not fuck, but I don't think it, it, it really fucks. It's not really showy. It's not an exhibitionist about oh, its fucking... Look, if I found out that Sunnybank actually fucked a lot, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, I can kind of see that. Yeah, you're right. I, I think, I also just think like Sunnybank, a lot of its charms I'm yet to be exposed to. Yeah. And and I think because it's such a rich and diverse suburb, it's less, you know, like surface level. Okay. I feel like I look at Sunnybank and I'm like, I got to see you naked before I know you can fuck. <laughs> that's it. And that's how Joe looks at most suburbs. <laughs> How we drive around. I, I just say, drive around. Bruce. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say no, for a reason. Defend. Because, well, because obviously Sunnybank is, you know, does not and should not cater for me as a, as a white vanilla dude from the suburbs of uh, inner Brizzy. But whenever I go there, really predominantly, I went there a bit with Nova to do like activations and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, when we were on the street team, we'd take the car out there. And yeah. I've out. literally only been there twice in my entire life. Yeah, we'd go, well, we'd go out no, there and give out like free CDs yeah. or whatever we did in that day just because it was a populated suburb. We wanted to spread the word about Nova. But I would, apart from that, so just so be like, <laughs> I can obviously do Brizzy. <laughs> Who are you? Um, but I would be like, I would only go out there for food. Really, I'm trying to run through the times I've been there and I literally think it would just be like to go out for lunch or something. I've been there a few times. Or, um, I mean, I feel like even people who live in Sunnybank would admit it's not like a nightlife precinct. No, no, no. So when I've, been, so when I've gone out there to have food, because I've gone all the way out to Sunnybank, we're getting a big Chinese meal or whatever it is. A succulent Chinese dinner. succulent Chinese dinner. And I fill up so much because it's so bloody good. So true. And you don't go out to Sunnybank that much. You want to justify and order heaps of yummy food. I'm so full. I can't fuck after that. <laughs> Falling asleep. So I think, does it fuck? If I was to apply my own lens to Sunnybank, mm. which is what this whole episode has been, yeah. I, I'm too full to fuck. And there's like a lot of rich flavours, a lot of spice, yeah, and maybe, maybe a little farty. Maybe a little Yuck. maybe a little farty from all the noodles. Yeah. I'm a little full, like I'm, I'm like a big water balloon because I'm filled with beautiful foam broth. Into a room, Got a lot feel of like a big balloon. Said, hey, example. girl, I do not feel like fucking. I'm so I, I think because its main strength being from... My experience, which is what I can go off here, is yummy food. Yeah. I eat so much of it, I, I can't fuck. No, I'm with you. I just can't fuck. Yeah. If you, I, can, I, if you, can, if you can put away I'm sure, a nice beef I'm noodle sure soup there's and then a go and have the patient about why Sunnybank fucks, I just. Mate, if you. If, I, I mean, don't see it. 
If you want to, if you are the person, write in. If you can put away a few pork buns, a lovely big beef noodle soup, send a video, and some beautiful beans, some green mm. beans. If you could do that and then go doggy style for like forty five mm. minutes, just fuck the night away, then you f- you can do that exactly. Right? But I don't want to. If maybe nah. if you can do that, tell us in. again about your rash. And <laughs> just while we're on this, hit me again with this. Because I got to know. Rash flare, if your rash, the rash flares fuck? up, if you flare up with your rash because you're just putting away delicious food and the rash says enough spice, then that's exactly. you. Then if, and if you can fuck after that, then go for gold. Exactly. But if your rash means you have to take four days off work, then that's also fine and also kind of cool and sexy. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Thank you so much for listening in, everyone. This is all we have time for, not just in this episode, but in season three of Unpacking Brisbane. And if you thought we weren't going to solve race in Brisbane this season... <laughs> bloody think, right. Then you were right. Uh, Spot on. Listen, I love that we spoke about Sunnybank. Been excited to do it. I love the suburb. If uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If we did say anything that was insensitive, sincerest apologies, but... And, and let us know. And let us know, but we'll we are uh, obviously two white dudes who don't understand everything but we, we we're trying to trying to understand mm. the suburb uh and at the end of the day it's um it's one of the good ones and brisbane has a lot of yeah a lot of shockers um mate as you mentioned end of the season and we yeah. come to the end of the season longest season yet and brisbane i think we we are very lucky in that we get to talk about what's great about you every week but i think hopefully a lot of people over the last three days where we were promised Easter and we're, we're flung back into this lockdown situation. Hopefully you've seen in your community and your family and your own life a little microcosm of what we think makes Brisbane great, which is people sticking yeah, together, absolutely. getting the job done, doing their part. Hopefully. There was a John Williams uh, standing by you, mate, when you're in a fight. Yeah. And, and we're in a fight against this virus and, and we're going to stand by each other. Looking forward to a day when this uh, this podcast cannot be in the midst of a, yeah. of a pandemic. But, mate, 100%. it's... Um, Hope everyone just look after each other out there. I know I was feeling pretty flat at the beginning of the week when I thought it wasn't going to happen and Easter was getting shut down. And everyone was kind of thinking we were going backwards into this, uh, into these lockdowns and whatnot. So just if you listen to this and get a laugh, hopefully that's, listen, that's, all, that's all it's meant to do. And feel free to go back and listen to Brisbane's Sexiest Roads. Because for whatever <laughs> reason, there hasn't been quite the uptake on it. My dad... Said he thought it was one of our better episodes, I which think is offensive. I think it's funny, but I understand why people aren't <laughs> leaping out of their chairs to listen to Brisbane Sexiest Rose. Um, jump on our Instagram or find the link to Mangroves Tickets. Put your suburb in the lead. Uh, there are a couple. Of, most of them are within about 10 tickets of one another, the so suburbs. Yeah. So, so you can be the difference. You've got a chance to swing it. Um, and on the night, we will be announcing the suburb that won the most tickets. So beat Ashgrove, beat Grange. Yeah, let's not beat Ashgrove. Let's don't, I don't want win. Ashgrove to fucking win this. Don't give them... An, you remember how annoying they were when they won that rugby final or when oh, fucking Kate Jones, Kate Jones got back like, into... Oh, I took a oh everyone Ashgrove though. gets a public holiday. They're like, you don't have close to the power for this. Don't give Kate Jones Even a win. Bob Hawke couldn't declare a public holiday legally. All he, he could do was, is declare your boss a bum. He was just like, your boss would be a bum if he's acting tomorrow. Yeah. That's the Prime Minister. Um, Kate Jones, you can't just tell Ashgrove to take the day off. Yeah, so... What's that Red Rooster going to do? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, as we say, it's the end of the season. Thank you very, very much yeah. to everyone uh, who, who got around us this time. Hope it's been fun. Um, we'll be back sort of near the end of April. Yeah. Um, so, we'll, and we'll have some exciting news 
Um, when we do that, we've got a few things we're doing over the break that we are keen to tell you about. So, and yeah. also, there might be whispers of a new Taxon Street Studios. Mm. It's very sadly, our lease is coming to an end in June. Yeah. So, bombshell to drop on you. We'll keep you across that. <sighs> we'll be finding a new place, uh, but until then, stay safe. And we ended the lease, by the way. Love the city. We're not yeah. being, no, on one's our kicking, own no one's kicking us out of the studio. No, no, no. It's, it's on our terms. The Beatles didn't do every episode of their podcast in the same studio, if you know yeah. what I mean. Exactly. You know they I mean? didn't do it all from Abbey Road. No, but thank you very much for listening. Love you lots. Yeah, thanks, Unpakistanis. And, uh, have a great Easter. Yeah, look after each other out there. It's rough. <laughs>